The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatsana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's nine after 11 o'clock. Welcome to the third and final hour of the show this morning. Uh, Coming up in this hour, we're going to be turning our attention to um, the situation in Limpopo, at least a complaint that we received from one of our listeners who's also a parent, in particular in Sechero, which is a township just outside of Bolugwani. He claimed that in this township of Sechero, um, parents or learners had not received their um, teaching, their learning materials rather, uh, that is textbooks and workbooks, and um, that this was a problem that had affected the region, the broader region of um, Sechero. Let's take a listen to what our caller had to say before we bring in the representative of the education department. Our primary schools here, most of them don't receive textbooks and workbooks. I observed this last year. I thought maybe things will change, but this year is the same. No textbooks. And uh, those who could get the workbooks, they are not complete. Uh, just here and there. Sometimes you talk to the cool principals and so on. Those people, they don't want to listen. They think we are interfering in their space, and we really don't know what to do. But uh, last week, uh, or that other week, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I had uh, the spokesperson of the extension here in, in Popo saying that the all schools have received uh, material for this year. Yes. It is not the case. So that's why I'm appealing to this uh, organization, especially the EFF, because it is their award year. I'm talking about zone one where I'm, I'm residing. I cannot speak for the other zones here in, in my township. I understand what you're saying, Anonymous, because of course zone one is also where the EFF leader Julius Malema is from. Just tell me a bit more about this issue of, of the learning materials, right? One of those schools uh, that I can uh, think of is, uh, is Pichero. Pichero? Yes, in zone one. Okay, so, so that's the school that you know absolutely does not have any learning materials. Yeah, and uh, we've got about four or five primary schools here in, uh, in, in this township. So when talking mm. to other parents in other schools, they tell me their kids are going to use textbooks or and, uh, workbooks. Those who could uh, okay. get them, they, they are not complete, not for all the subjects. It's just they, they are, there's a shortage of them. This is at the no-fee schools, right? Yes, at the no-fee schools. All right, so that's the call that we received from one of our listeners, Anonymous. Matthew Mklongo is the Deputy Director General responsible for governance in the Department of Education in the Limbopo province. Uh, Matthew, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning, Matthew. All right, I'm not sure what is happening um, with that line to Matthew there, it looks like uh, we're having a bit of um, difficulties connecting um, with him. He, of course, is going to be giving the position of the education department uh, from Limpopo. Is Matthew ready to go now? Good morning, Matthew. Interruption. There was just an and I'm now here. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for making time to uh, speak to us. Then. So you heard the allegations um, that are being made by um, our listener anonymous out in the Sechoro area of um, Polokwane. He says that 
they have not received um, learning materials for learners. What is the response of the department to this? Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I I had uh, the complainant mentioning the name Pishekho. Uh, unfortunately, I was just hearing the name now. Uh, if I had known before, I would uh, be responding directly with regards to that. But if I have to then speak, just to give you an indication, um, we always send out a circular that says to schools they must place requisitions for the learning materials for the following year. In other words, for 2024, that was done way back uh, May, June, around in 2022, I mean 2023. Now schools will respond and submit requisitions. It's out of requisitions that the department will then place orders with either the stationary manufacturing companies or publishers in the case of textbooks. Now, in the province, for example, we had 122 schools that indicated that they will not require textbooks. That was in 2023, saying that they are ready for 2024. The materials that they have will be enough. Now, there's a catch in the sense that there is no single school that will guarantee how many learners will be the following year. They do admission in 2023 in preparation for 2024. But there are cases where parents can decide to move their children from one school to another school. In particular, it's happening a lot in secondary schools because just after the results, uh, announcement of grade 12 results, when they realize this school has been failing their children for the past two years or so, they will just shift their children and move them to another school. So what it means is that the school that my child is taken into can actually become an inconvenience in the sense that the plans of that particular school with regard to learning material may not have accommodated these new children who are walking in there. But having said that, there is what we call mop-up, which is immediately schools realize they don't have enough because they happen to have admitted more than what they had concluded in terms of admission the previous year. They then provide us with the numbers and we quickly make request, I mean, uh, purchase orders in order to get additional learning materials to close up those kinds of gaps. Now, with regards to Pisheho, I can't say a lot because um, I need to go back and just check on our data as to what pertained there. What was the requisitions from this particular school in particular? And what is it that we have delivered? But I can confirm to you that uh, just before schools reopen, the number of um, deliveries in terms of textbooks in particular, were sitting at 99.8. And this is because there are some publishers who delayed printing their materials which were placed as part of the orders that we gave them. And um, for the past week, um, those uh, uh, manufacturing or other uh, textbook um, companies have been uh, delivering to our appointed service provider who in turn 
will run. There are cases where you'll find that the, the appointed service provider will actually go to a school and take three books or four books or five books, something like that, depending on the number that happened to be shot at the time that um, the textbook companies were delivering. Okay. So, so if I understand you correctly then, Matthew, a situation where you have schools that are sitting with learners who don't have textbooks or workbooks is something that is probable given everything that you've just mentioned. Yes, that is, that is the main common okay. cause. So, so now that we know that it is probable, let's talk about what you as the Department of Education are aware of. So as things stand, have you had um, requests from schools to increase the materials that you um, th- that they need from you as the department because their requisition, um, the status of their requisitions has changed? Yes. Okay. How many yes, schools? That is, that is what we ha- call. Okay. That is what we call mop up, which is uh, what I was just describing. A situation where a school will say, "Hey, we had requested ten. We now have three additional learners whom we have admitted. We are requesting the following." So a call is always made just week before reopening to say, "Principals, don't forget." If it happens that you need any mop-up, please, when schools reopen, when you see the learners and when you start issuing out textbooks, where there are shortages, make submissions so that we can immediately place orders. So that has happened and orders have been placed. So so let's talk talk then about... um the, the number of schools that you're sitting with currently that need additional stationery? <laughs> that I can give uh, you now as we speak, but that information is there. I can go to email it to you immediately after finishing this conversation because it is known. Schools within each packet that are affected. Okay, so, so so is the reason why you can't give the number now, is it because it's it's a high number of schools that, that you're sitting with? That, not not yeah? necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Um, not necessarily. I just happen not to have brought that information with me. Okay, so, so, so at this point then, can, can you tell us whether... Schools in Sechero have received their textbooks that will cover the full complement of learners or not? Well, what I can confirm, um, number one, Sechero falls under two seconds. Petersburg second and Sechero second. Um, I can send you the actual details with regards to the two circuits. But what I have with me now is Capricorn North and Capricorn South. So the Shiho circuit is part of Capricorn South. 
Peter's Black Circuit is also part of Capricorn South. In Capricorn South as a whole, for example, 17 schools indicated that they don't require textbooks. And secondly, there are six schools from Capricorn South that made submissions to say they need mop-ups. So this is the information that I can uh, go back to my colleagues who, who work in LTSM to get the exact number of schools within Sishiho Circuit and Petersburg Circuit if they happen to be part of the six. Then you, in fact, I will actually even provide the actual names. You will get to see whether Pisheho falls under or not. Maybe I should also indicate that there has been cases in the past where you would find that the principal never submitted a requisition. It is only picked up very close to the time that they are just about to start deliveries. When they hear that others are receiving textbooks, they stand up and say, oh, we are not receiving anything, what's happening? When they check records, only to find that some of the schools did not submit. And of course, those are reprimanded in terms of, uh, you know, the, the processes that are always followed. But, but have, have you investigated the matter of what is happening in, in Seychelles? Well, as we are speaking now, the district director and the circuit manager, they are working on it because this matter, I received the, the message last night, which was saying that uh, today you will be uh, seeking us to respond to this concern. Unfortunately, like I said, we did not know which school is it. But um, now that I know, we will be checking that very school and other schools in the surrounding. So our focus will be mainly the Shiho circuit and Petersburg circuit, like I said, that the two circuits are covering all the Shiho uh, schools. All right. So, so, so you're saying that as things stand, you as the department are not aware of, of, of any such complaints um, from, from your district officers? No, we're not aware, except that from Capricorn South, wherein Sishuko falls under, there are only six schools that indicated shortages. I don't have the name here, but I will share with you. What is the deadline that you as the department set for yourselves for when exactly, um, you know, textbooks and stationery need to have reached learners? So... If we today are still having schools that are waiting for textbooks and, and learner workbooks, what is the deadline? By when should they expect to, to receive those, those items? For example, if, um, say, an order is issued today to the publishers, if the titles that we are looking for are available from the publishers, they are able to deliver in the next five to seven days. And when we receive ourselves, it's a matter of a day to take it to any of the schools within the province because the appointed service providers have, you know, a fleet that is targeted to move around across the province.
unless if the publishers don't have. And they will say, hey, we need so many days to print what you are looking for because this is a top-up of the purchase order that you had given us way on time in 2023. Okay, so, so, so you, you then you don't have a specific... Um, deadline by when you 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 expect that all of these um, issues, at least with the additional orders or even with some of the outstanding orders, by when those will be um, com- concluded. Um, in terms of uh, the the MOPA plan, the eight, it's um, the seventh rather is the last day of placing orders. And this started last week, Monday the 29th. So between last week, Monday, and the 7th this week, which is basically tomorrow, that is the time frame of placing mop-up um, orders. Because what's happening here is that some schools will say, we are still receiving some new children, please give us time, give us time. And that is part of what delays mm. the release of purchase order because you can't keep on ordering two and again another two. So you are just even inconveniencing the very publishers that are supposed to help you. But otherwise, the time frame is between 29 and the 7th. That is the period of placing orders with publishers. Right. And thereafter, we mm. are looking forward that if they have already on stock, they can wait. They will just immediately deliver. It's only in cases where they will say, look, we have to print. And sometimes printing can take some few weeks. All right. We're in conversation with Matthew Mklongo. He's the Deputy Director General uh, responsible for governance in the Department of Education in the Limpopo province. He's responding then um, to the allegation that um, the department has not uh, provided some of the schools in the area with the necessary workbooks and textbooks. And this is having an impact on learning, especially um, as we get into the rest of the year. You heard there that then they say that the deadline set for schools to be able to make final requests for additional stationary textbooks, that that date is the 7th of February, which is going to be tomorrow. If you are out in Bulugwani and the part of uh, the province that are being affected by some of uh, these issues, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us on 086 2032 that's 0860002032 uh, that's the number to dial on the WhatsApp voice note line 0614104107 that's where we'll take your WhatsApp voice notes and questions and comments uh, 0614104107 we're going to continue the conversation um with Matthew Mklongo after this quick break we continue the conversation on the talking point. I'm going to take some of the calls uh, that are coming through for Matthew Mklongo, who is the Deputy Director General responsible for governance in the Department of Education in the Limbobo province. Anonymous insisure you've gotten in touch with us again, Anonymous, um, because you want to respond to some of the issues that Mr Mklongo is raising. Good morning. Uh, good morning. No, what uh, the 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 DVD director is saying is uh, 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 is answering some of my questions, like uh, it's the use of uh, 
textbooks optional? And if they're not, uh, what other methods are they using to like, teach the, the kids? But uh, what I found, how I found out about this, because I'm not a, a, a parent of a, a school-going child, is that, uh, remember, we, we are a community. We, we talk where we meet each other, like funerals and so on, is that the textbooks, are signed for by the parents at the school. The parents or guardians must go to school and sign for the book so in case it got lost or damaged. So many people in my area here didn't were not called. Usually it's after the opening, the first day of opening of schools. They are not they are called to go come and sign for the textbooks. But uh, since last year and this year I observed that uh, they were not called to come and collect the books. Now this got me worried. This got me worried and anxious to say, are they now teaching without textbooks? And how possible is that? But uh, the other thing is that uh, the parents are, are requested to buy Tyvek, which the school prints uh, from the pages of the only textbook that uh, the teacher has, has in his hands. So this, I, I find it very, very, very much uh, uh, disturbing, you see. So so some of the, the parents, when you talk to them, they say, if, if you go and ask questions at the school, uh, the, the teachers and the principals don't, don't take lightly to, uh, to your questioning them. They think you are interfering, you see. So, all right. kids are, the kids are suffering because uh, they, their parents can help them with homework. They can do anything. All right. All right, Anonymous. Th- thanks for that. Mr. Mklongo? Well, thank you so much. Um, number one, it is true that um, parents are supposed to go and sign off uh, um, textbooks for their children. And the reason behind is because there's been instances where in the past you would find because uh, learners are expected to return the books on the day that they are writing that particular subject. Now, in the case where a learner might have lost a book, some schools were retaining, you know, the performance report of that particular learner, which is against policy. And when we get to know about those cases, we will reprimand a principal who will be doing that. So then schools decided to say, no, parents should come and sign so that you don't punish a learner because the learner is brought into a particular school by his father or mother. That is why what he was saying, I I now understand where he's coming from when he says he did not see community members saying that, oh, I went to sign off textbooks for my daughter or for my son, etc. If that is what made him to be thinking it's like some of the schools in his neighborhood did not receive textbooks, I think I can understand. But with regards to 
some schools who will be saying that parents should purchase a rim of printing papers so that the learner must bring that to school. Um, we have heard about this in the past. When we made investigations, we came across different um, responses to why. Number one, there are cases where you would find that, okay, maybe I should step back and say that all no-fee paying schools, we give them money based on the number of learners in that particular school. Obviously, a small school will also get small amount of money. Those are the ones that in the main we know. They always struggle a bit. But when it comes to parents having to pay, what we got when we made investigation was that the SGB has taken a decision to say that they would love to augment by either purchasing a rim because they would love their learners to benefit from perhaps certain materials that are not necessarily part of what is an obligation for us to provide to the learners. That is one of the reasons. In some cases, you would find it's because parents have agreed that they would love their learners to embark on extra you know, teaching, which is what is called enrichment classes. And in that case, sometimes a school can actually hire you know, a teacher from another school who has a good reputation in terms of performance. And when that teacher comes, he will come with certain notes that will need to be printed, etc. Those are the kinds of cases that when we made investigation, we were right. able to come across. All right. All right, Mr. Mkhongo, I, I think you've given enough of an explanation. Uh, let me take Sekhatli. Sekhatli, you're in Mangueng. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Kedilekai. Good. Well, well, thank you. Oh, I'm okay. And Mr. Mkhongo in the studio. Anyway. Uh, Kathy and Mr. Mtongo, now I'm worried about that issue of uh, merging or school merging. I don't have any problem to understand the role in particular school in a certain school is is below uh, the average or below whatever the percentage that is forcing the department to go out and merge that school together with that other one. But the merging, it's about the, the problem is about the distance. You go and look at Matala. Matala has been like, complaining, I think it's five years okay, now. And it's not for the first time when you complain about this one of merging. Because when they merge, they will promise to give us the transport to our children. Then two, three days, and then the children doesn't have transport. Then they have to no choice but just to remain at home. And then this is really a problem. Remember again last year I phoned you when they made Ragobi and Makuru, and then they made the job of uh, work. Then they forced to uh, take them to, another, I think it is 10 kilos, or, or maybe that's just not exaggerated, I think 5 to 7 kilos. So they gave them the bus that was not roadworthy, and then at the end it killed even our children, when that bus rolled from the mountain with our children. Please, that thing of making the schools and provision of the transport, it's a crisis. What are they doing with that? Because it's not for only 2024, 2023, 2022. It has been there. Mr. Mtongo, can you please assist? All right, Mr. Mtongo. Um, number one, yes, it's true that uh, we merge schools. 
we are using the policy that uh, the sector in the country has set to say that uh, if um, a primary school has less than 200 learners um, and if the learners keep on decreasing, etc., will end up merging. Secondary school is less than 135, the same thing. But number two, it is true that when we merge schools, if it will happen that learners will have to walk five kilometers or more, we provide uh, learner transport. There are cases for sure, as it's referring to, because before any service provider can be appointed, we make sure that the papers that they have submitted, we send them through to the Department of Transport so that they can check in at least for us. Number one, whether indeed this particular vehicle belongs to this service provider. And secondly, the status of roadworthiness. We have found, we make our monitoring, that there are some service providers whom, after appointment, at some point, they will now remove the bus that the head of the department has appointed to be the one to ferry the learners and start using another bus. We depend on the schools themselves because the appointment letters are given to the school principal so that they can even see the registration and the name of the vehicle that will be bringing children to that particular school. And information was given to say, if you see a bus different from this one, not necessarily in terms of color, but registration, and the, the make, because if it's a 65-seater, you can see that this is a big bus. If it's a midi bus, you can see. If it's a mini bus, you can see. Please report immediately. So there has been some cases where you would find that the schools don't report, even when they see, because we can't be across all the schools that we are currently servicing. The number of monitors don't equal the number of schools that are benefiting. Um, so the case that he referred to, we then, uh, it's a matter that uh, went very hard into the principal because the principal was supposed to have reported to say service provider A is no longer using the transport as per the appointment. But otherwise, we continue to engage Department of Transport so that they can assist us because when they see these buses on the road, we requested them that they must stop them they must show them the appointment letters, and they will obviously see whether they correspond or not. If they don't correspond, there are cases in uh, Waterbeck where traffic officers had to offload the learners immediately and tell the driver to call the owner to bring the real bus. So what he's talking about, yes, does happen, but we are working hard to make sure that it does not repeat itself. All right, Thank all right, uh, Mr. Mkongo, we're going to leave it there. I'm going to give you an opportunity to please, after the show, um, send us that additional information of the breakdown of schools, the schools that don't have, um, you know, the, the textbooks and, and learner books and, and the, the kind of figures that we're looking at, and then we'll take it from there, okay? Yes, no, thank you so much. All right, Matthew Mkongo. Deputy Director General responsible for governance in the Department of Education in the Limpopo province. That's where we leave it with that conversation for now.